Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today, we're going to be taking a deep dive into what could have happened to the wizarding world and the lives of the witches and wizards we now know so well if Gellert Grindelwald had been the winner of his infamous duel with Albus Dumbledore. As many of you will know, in 1945, Albus Dumbledore at long last challenged the dark wizard Grindelwald, defeating him in a duel which ended Grindelwald's reign of terror over the wizarding community and put a stop to his frightful rise to power. This duel, of course, came decades after the two men had formed an intense bond in their youth. In fact, according to Dumbledore's own admission, Albus was in fact in love with Gellert as a young man. Their relationship was initially built upon a foundation of shared hatred towards Mugglekind, and they dreamed of a world in which witches and wizards would conquer the non-magical world and make them into a subservient people. Fortunately for the greater magical community at large, Albus Dumbledore's reverie of this dystopian version of the world was obliterated when his younger sister, Ariana, was killed in a misguided argument between himself, Gellant, and Amberforth, Albus's younger brother, turned fatal. After this tragic incident, the two young wizards parted ways, as their ideologies began to diverge drastically. Many years later, Gellert began his infamous rise to power in pursuit of making the world he'd once envisioned alongside Dumbledore a reality. It's at this point in their shared history that we discovered that Grindelwald and Albus had made an unbreakable vow with one another, never to oppose the other. This was done at a time when they both believed they wanted the same thing, domination over the human race. Unfortunately, this vow prevented Dumbledore from putting a stop to all the evil things Grindelwald did for decades. But, as I mentioned at the start of this video, there eventually came a time in which Albus was able to overcome the vow, challenge Grindelwald, and ultimately defeat and imprison him. The question I raise with you now is, what would have happened if Albus Dumbledore had not won this fight? What would the wizarding world have looked like if the winner had, in fact, been Gellert Grindelwald instead? Indeed, there are a many number of questions that this alteration to the past brings about. First and foremost, to any great fan of Harry Potter anyway, the question that comes to mind is, what would have happened to the great and powerful Albus Dumbledore? If Dumbledore had lost the duel to Grindelwald, a dark and some may even say monstrous wizard, it's not too far out of the realm of possibility to consider that perhaps Gellert would have simply killed Albus. After all, this would have put an end to the only wizard who had ever been powerful enough to be his equal. And for those of you who have watched any of the Fantastic Beasts films, you know that Grindelwald certainly wasn't averse to casting fatal spells when met with resistance or a challenge. 
However, with Albers, there is the question of their love for one another. Yes, they no longer fundamentally agreed with one another's views of the world, and they wanted completely opposite things for the people who populated the Earth, but could Grindelwald truly just erase his feelings for Dumbledore? I don't think so. And this leads me to believe that Gellert wouldn't have killed Albus. There's also the possibility that perhaps he couldn't. If you think about it, we don't really know yet how Dumbledore breaks the unbreakable vow between the two wizards. For all we know, perhaps he was just able to weaken it to the point that he was able to challenge Gellert to a duel, but not fully break it to the point that he could take Grindelwald's life. There's also the possibility that if Grindelwald won the duel, perhaps he would have spared Dumbledore's life with the hope that he would be able to bring him back around to their once shared life's purpose of enslaving muggles. After all, since Grindelwald was the one breaking the law, he certainly wouldn't have handed Dumbledore over to the authorities. They simply would have freed him, since he had gone up against Grindelwald with the intention of stopping him from terrorizing the wizarding world. So maybe he would have kept him in captivity, slowly luring him back to joining him on his crusade of the greater good. And if he had held him in captivity for long enough, and Dumbledore's feelings still burned even ever so slightly for Grindelwald, perhaps this plan just might have worked. This leads us to the question of, what would have happened to Europe and the world as a whole? Now, if Gellert Grindelwald had not been stopped by Dumbledore in 1945, and he had instead defeated Albus, who later became known as one of the greatest and most powerful wizards of all time, there likely wouldn't have been anyone else to stand in his way. In fact, if Grindelwald was successful in swaying Dumbledore back over to his anti-muggle views, he would have been seen as quite unstoppable. Grindelwald and Dumbledore against the world, the world likely wouldn't have stood a chance. And so, Gellert and Albus would have led their followers, or acolytes as they were known, across the globe in their crusade of the greater good, taking over civilization one community at a time, until eventually they had control of the entire world. This new world would have been one in which non-magical folks served their more powerful magical masters. There likely would have been distinct classes of witches and wizards, with those who had opposed Grindelwald serving those who had followed him and believed in his vision. I see it as somewhat of a caste system, a social stratification. There would have been pure blood to the top, who completely bought into the idea of blood purity and muggles being less than. This group would have been the upper class, so to speak, and would have been given land, wealth, and power. Then there would have been witches and wizards of mixed blood, who may not have been super into the idea of blood purity, considering their heritage, but who definitely believed that they were better than muggles. This group would have been a sort of middle class, if you will. They wouldn't have been super rich and powerful, but they had a bit of land and were pretty much left alone by the purebloods. Below this group of witches and wizards would have been those who opposed Grindelwald and his beliefs. This group would have been seen as the absolute lowest class in society. They would have been quite poor, although poor witches and wizards is still a concept I can test, and they would have had very limited liberties. For example, I don't believe they would have been allowed to move about the world at their will. Instead, they would have been confined to a region of Grindelwald's choosing, an area of the globe in which he felt they could do little harm or create any resistance or uprising against his rule. Then, of course, there would have been the Muggles. 
In a reality in which Grindelwald had defeated Dumbledore, I believe that all of the Muggles would have been enslaved, imprisoned or killed. For those who put up any sort of fight at all, it's not unrealistic to believe that Gellert simply would have killed them off. That way, they wouldn't have been able to create any more trouble down the line. For the Muggles who surrendered willingly, I think he would have imprisoned them. From there, he would have had witches and wizards he trusted watch over his Muggle prisoners, requesting reports on which ones seemed amicable to the idea of serving magical masters. After identifying Muggles who were willing to be subservient, these people would have been placed in homes of the pure-blood acolyte families. Of course, the Muggles would have only been trusted to simply obey, so a charm similar to the magical contract put onto house elves would have been placed onto the Muggle servants. Muggles who remained resistant would be left to live out their lives in the magical prisons created by Grindelwald, or killed off if they made too much trouble within the confines of their imprisonment. Now, all of this would have been the ideal outcome for Grindelwald and the vision he had once held for the world. But what would have happened if another wizard with equally as dark but substantially different interests came to power years later? Of course, I'm referring to the rise of he who shall not be named, Voldemort. How would Voldemort fit into this version of reality? There of course lies the possibility that Voldemort may have never existed should such a drastic change in history have taken place, since it does seem unlikely that a pure-blood witch like Merope Gaunt would have been able to have an affair with a muggle such as Tom Riddle if Grindelwald had ruled over the world. However, for argument's sake, let's say that Tom Riddle was the servant of a pure-blood family which provided Merope Gaunt access to him. For similar reasons that arise in a reality in which Dumbledore won the duel, Merope Gaunt would have had to give up the baby to an orphanage. This means that little Tom's life would have been just as damaging and difficult as it had been in the reality of Harry Potter that we know, if not maybe even a little harder. Perhaps the orphanage would have known of his heritage and would have been abusive and discriminatory of his mixed blood background. It's difficult to say whether or not Grindelwald would have allowed a mudblood like Tom Riddle into a school of witchcraft and wizardry, such as Hogwarts. Of course, expectations would have been made for the middle class we discussed earlier in the video, since their discretions would have been seen as uneducated, having taken place before Grindelwald's rise to power. But it's unclear whether or not mixed-blooded witches and wizards who were born after Gellert's rise to power would have been allowed the same leniency. This of course leads us to the question of whether or not young Tom Riddle would have become as powerful as he did if he hadn't attended Hogwarts. Would he have been able to cultivate his magic outside of a traditional education? And if he hadn't gone to Hogwarts, would he have discovered Horcruxes and developed the same plan to split his soul? All of this is hard to say. Due to his intensity as a young boy, however, and his determination as a youth, I think it's rather likely that Tom would have been able to develop himself into some version of the Voldemort that we know from the Harry Potter series. It's true that he may not have received a formal education in magic, but with someone like Tom's proclivities towards dark magic, it's not hard to imagine that he may have been able to acquire his learnings from a less traditional source. I'm sure a trip or two down Nocturne Alley would have resulted in young Tom finding a dark witch or wizard willing to overlook Riddle's heritage and take him under their wing. Or, knowing the deep-seated, devious nature of Tom, 
Perhaps he would have just left his ancestry out of any explanation of his identity entirely. Alright, so if Tom Riddle was able to obtain the magical knowledge he required to become the Dark Lord, I believe that he would have eventually risen to power in a similar fashion as he did in the actual series. Of course, in this version of reality, there would have been one major difference. Voldemort and his Death Eaters would have had one very large rival, Gellert Grindelwald and his Acolytes. Not to mention, Grindelwald's right-hand man, Albus Dumbledore. Because don't forget, in this theory, Albus was defeated by Gellert and persuaded to rejoin his cause. This also leads to the question of how many of Voldemort's would-be Death Eaters would have already been pledged to Grindelwald as an Acolyte. Would this split of allegiances have weakened either of these Dark Wizards' power? Okay, so let's imagine that the two Dark Wizards had equal followers at their disposal. Would these two forces have gone up against each other? Who would have won? Or would Voldemort simply have kept his evil reign confined to Europe? After all, he never really expressed much interest in expanding his rule across the globe as Grindelwald did. In fact, he seemed much more focused on taking down Harry Potter than he did on conquering the entire wizarding world. In contrast, Gellert's vision was much larger. He wanted to enslave the world's population of muggles and force his way of life onto all of civilization. When you look at it this way, it doesn't seem unreasonable to think that perhaps Grindelwald may have made Voldemort one of his most trusted officials. Perhaps Voldemort would have been in charge of managing the wizarding community and muggle population within the UK. After all, both wizards were obsessed with blood purity and ruling over those who they saw as inferior. The only flaw in this theory is that Voldemort was not of pure-blooded lineage. It remains to be seen whether or not his allegiance to the cause and inclination for violence and dark magic would have been enough for Grindelwald to forget Voldemort's heritage. Assuming that Gellert could overlook Voldemort's ancestry, I would think that Voldemort may have still ended up being called the Dark Lord. In which case, I think Grindelwald may have wanted to one-up him and go by something that would outrank Lord. Would you agree that it's rather amusing to think that perhaps in a fit of jealousy over the loyalty his underling received from his region, that Grindelwald may have decided to call himself the Dark King? Which indeed brings us to our next query, would Grindelwald have been Supreme Mugwump? For those of you who have seen the most recent Fantastic Beasts film, you'll know that the Supreme Mugwump was the elected chairman of the International Confederation of Wizards. This was a position that Gellert Grindelwald wished to occupy in Fantastic Beasts The Secrets of Dumbledore. In the movie, the history of this elected role is revealed, explaining how, in ancient times, the chairman was chosen by a magical creature called a Chillin in a ceremony known as the Walk of the Chillin. During this ceremony, a Chillin, which the wizarding world believed to be the purest magical creature in existence, one who could identify purity of heart just by looking at a witch or wizard, would assess the candidates and select the person they deemed worthy of the role. As time went on, this tradition disappeared, and the chairman was instead elected by a majority vote from representatives of the Confederation's member countries. In the film, Grindelwald takes possession of a Chillin and bewitches it to choose him. As those who have seen the film can attest to, this plan doesn't quite work out. Instead, Grindelwald's lie is revealed by Albus and Aberforth Dumbledore, Newt Scamander, and their allies, proving that the Chillin has been a victim of Gellert's dark magic. 
At this point, Gellert is forced to flee the ceremony, and a different, unbewitched Chillin chooses a new leader for the International Confederation of Wizards. To align with previously discussed portions of this theory, at this point, Albus Dumbledore would have still been a rival of Grindelwald, as this theory hinges on the idea of Gellert winning his duel with Albus in 1945. This particular ceremony for a newly elected Supreme Mugwump took place about a decade before that in 1937. However, that doesn't mean that Grindelwald wouldn't have tried to occupy this position again at a later date. In my opinion, if he had wanted to become Supreme Mugwump after defeating Dumbledore in the 1945 duel, all he would have had to do is claim the title. With that in mind though, I'm not too sure he would have cared all that much, since the only reason he was after the position in 1937 was to further his plan to reign over the Wizarding World. But if he was able to defeat Albus and take over the world's population of magical and non-magical creatures alike, all by sheer force, why would he need to be the elected chairman of the International Confederation of Wizards? I think it's much more likely that he would have abolished the International Confederation of Wizards and declared himself king, as I mentioned before. Conclusion If Grindelwald had defeated Dumbledore This brings us to the end of another video, but before we wrap up, let's review, shall we? If Gellert Grindelwald had won the duel between himself and Albus Dumbledore, here's how the Wizarding World would have been impacted. 1. The great and powerful Albus Dumbledore would have been a dark wizard, rather than one of the good ones, and he likely would have been Grindelwald's highest ranking official and most trusted ally. 2. Everyone, from wizards to muggles, would have been placed into a hierarchical caste system, with pureblood acolytes at the top and imprisoned, disobedient muggles at the bottom. 3. Voldemort wouldn't have been known as the next most powerful dark wizard, comparable only to Gellert Grindelwald, but instead, he would have been one of Grindelwald's officials, carrying out his wishes for the greater good in the UK. 4. Grindelwald would have been the world's leader, having overthrown all muggle governing bodies and conventions, as well as the International Confederation of Wizards. I rather like the idea that he would have wanted to be known as the Dark King. There is one last thing we didn't get around to discussing. If Grindelwald would have won the duel and defeated Dumbledore, what would that have meant for our young boy, Harry? I guess we'll have to tackle that in another video. Let me know what you thought of today's theory by sharing your thoughts in the comments below, and as always, if you enjoyed this video, don't forget to like it and subscribe to the channel. Until next time, we want only freedom, freedom to be ourselves.